back there, Dave. Ecclesiastes 10 and 10. He says there, If the iron be blunt, and he doth not wet the edge, he must put forth more strength. My more strength, more effort. If we look at this uh, church that's about to be built, there's some tools of possibility that's got to be maintained, can't be neglected. Got to have them with us. If we're going to get the job done, we got to have the tools. The first thing that I see here is, my, that they had a, a prophet that was willing, my, to go with them. Where there's a will, there's a way. We were going to do something one time and brought it up, I think, maybe to expand our parking lot or something. Brother Curtis piped up in the business meeting. He said, well, where there's a will, there's a way. A whole lot of truth to that. We can get things accomplished if we've got a will. I want you to look what they asked Elisha. They said, Elisha, in verse 3, one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. The word there, the Hebrew word for be content, is y'all. We like to say, y'all, y'all come. Y'all, we won't talk to y'all for a while. But y'all in the Hebrew meant be willing. Meant be willing. If you're willing... Go with us. Would you be willing to go with us, Elijah? And that's the first step in progress for God is just to have God's will. Number one, except the Lord build the house, the house is built in vain. You've got to begin with God. In the beginning, God. That's how the heavens were created because God began. Because He was willing. He created man out of the dust of the earth and he gave man a will. And in order for man to have any success, any progression, if we're to go forward for God, we've got to have a will like God's. We've got to be willing. We've got to make sure that we're all on the same page. We ought to go, we ought, we, we've got to all be inclusive. And we preached that message not too long ago about being all in for God. Uh, we need folks, my, that can be in agreement. On the day of Pentecost, they were in all one mind. They were all in one accord. And my, how, my, one fellow said that they were all driving a Honda. They were all in, all in one accord. We need to get our folks in the car. We need to get them all inclusive. One man said the church, the 20th century church, is like that everybody, my, was riding in a vehicle that was in the dark going down the highway very dangerously, my, careening with break, breakneck speed, and everybody in, in the car all wanted to drive. <laughs> everybody in the back seat wanted to be in the front seat. And everybody, you know, wanted to drive. Let me drive, you know. We all want to drive, don't we? We all like to be in charge. We all like to say where we're going. And the thing of it is, he says, 
And this was Leonard Sweet that made the statement, and I've got two or three of these books in my library. But anyway, Leonard Sweet said, yeah. He said the problem was that he's all focused on the dome light. Some of them said, how come the dome light don't burn all the time? I can't see what I'm doing back here. And the problem was they's all so intrigued with the dome light is they forgot to turn on the headlights. They didn't know where they were going. Problem was they couldn't see where they were going. And if you're going in the dark, you better have some headlights. Amen. In the book Proverbs there in 29th chapter in the 18th verse, Write this one down. You don't want to. You don't want to let this one slip. Memorize it. You are probably already have. Where there is no vision, the people perish. You don't turn your headlights on, and you're going into the dark, and you're moving forward, brother. You better be able to see where you're going. Now, what was really, you know, what was he talking about? I actually worked, looked up the Hebrew word there for vision. And it actually means revelation or one that is a seer that gives vision. Samuel was a seer. He was a visionary. And we need some visionary. The church needs a revelation. We need the light. We need to be able to see by when we have a problem, when there's a curve in the road, when there's a dangerous a situation ahead. We need to have some headlights on. Where there is no vision, the people perish. You, have, you need vision, you need the Word of God. You need the preaching of the Word. My, he says in the, in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans there, he said, my, he said, uh, he said for, what, what's he say? He says, my, how beautiful are those that bring good tidings of good peace and this and that. He said, my, that they must hear and hearing by the word of God. How can they hear except there be a, they've got to be a vision. Basically, that's what we're doing right now. We're, we're giving you a visionary. We're giving you the Word of God. Uh, we're giving you what God says. My. All right. You know, but we got to, it all starts with the will. You got to have the will of the prophet, and that's exactly what they've done. They got the will of God. And he said, All right. He said, My, let's go. Let's do this thing. Sadie, answer the phone. There's a speck. <laughs> You remember that, don't he haw, don't you? Yeah. All right. Back to the preaching. He said, Go ye. You got the green light. Go ye. The church got the green light when the Lord said, Go unto all the world. Preach the gospel. We got the go ye. We got the green light. We need a green light and we need a headlight if we're going to go for God. Amen. Now don't worry about the dome light. Don't, don't, don't get all fixated on the inside light in the church. We need to have external light when we get out into the world. In the darkness, that's where we need the light. My listen friend, they went. 
they went down to Jordan. Every man was going to take a beam. Now that doesn't mean they were taking a beam with them. They were going to Jordan to get a beam. They were going down there to take or cut down a tree and hew it into a, into a rafter, a beam. Everybody was going to get involved. Everybody had to take their beam because if somebody left the beam out, the roof would fall in. Somebody was going to get wet if you didn't have all the beams in place. And that's just like a church. Everybody's got to hold up their part of the roof. Amen? So we can have a roof. So we can have a church. Everybody's got to do their part. And we need everybody involved. This is an all-inclusive resort. They had to have everybody involved. Amen? Now, if you're not involved, you need to get involved. How do you do it? My listen friend, you just answer the call. The call's going out. There's a reason why that we have a church here that's set up on the hill. We were talking this morning, Tess and I, we headed down, we passed the Warner Church. And see, Warner Church, the crowd has really changed. They've got a lot of new people come in with a new pastor, and that's good. And they got very few of the old ones left. And I, we just thought, and our mind went back to that church and and the people that came out of that church, good people, good Christian people, you know, Granny Faye and her people, you know, the, the Williamses and all these people, uh, Stanley Colgrove and his family, these were good, solid members of our, the salt of the earth, the light of the world. And you say, we're not accomplishing anything. Listen, friend, if you're the salt of the earth and you're the light of the world, you are accomplishing something in this community. And we do have a great work and a great purpose involved. The first things that we see here is the possibilities that challenges us. The possibilities... That's where the vision comes in. We've got possibilities if we've got God. We've got great possibilities if we get together in God's name, in God's will. We can accomplish great things for God. Amen. You know, now either we can stare up the stairs or we can step up the stairs. <laughs> Amen. We can stare up the steps or, stare, or, stare, or step up the stairs. That's actually the way it goes. That was an old Zig quote. But my listen, friend, when we begin to think of our potential, we've got to be willing to realize that we have a purpose. Jesus said this in John in 1837, to this end was I born. What was he talking about? He was talking his purpose of the cross, of the substitutionary sacrifice for sin. 
To this end was I born. And we've all got to realize our purpose in life. we got to see it. Amen? Amen. The purpose that confronts us. Not only the possibilities that challenge us, but the, but the purpose that confronts us. They wanted to build a house for God. My listen, friend, we've also got that same purpose. Jesus had that same purpose. He said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. The perils that concern us. Not only is there possibilities that challenge us, not only is there a purpose that confronts us, but there's also a perils that concern us. The one that lost his axe head. Number one, he was willing to work. Number two, he was a worker. Number three, he was in the will of God. He was doing what? the man of God said to do. Go ye. He was willing to swing that axe. My, there's a lot of folks, my, that gets in church and they've got a zeal, but they lack the knowledge. Now, one thing about this fellow was he may have been neglectful. He didn't sharpen his axe. He didn't get, he had to put forth maybe too much strength and my, you know, as, as the every swing and more strength, that connection begin to kind of get a little wobbly. Amen. Problem is, my, that we don't get things done for God is usually a lack of connection. It's not a lack of grip. It's a lack of connection. Uh, it's a connection between the handle and between the axe head. And my, we lose our connection and the work just goes awry. The work stops. My, we can't get anything done because we've lost our connection. We need to be connected if we're going to get anything done for God. Pray ye. That's why he said, I pray thee, go with us. They prayed about this thing, but he lost his connection. I just like Peter sinking. Sometimes our determination begins to sink. Sometimes our good intentions begin to sink. When we take our eyes off of the Lord and we lose that connection, we start to sink in the church. Their, their, their work begins to sink. My, but we see, my, that he was willing to revive his connection. What have I got to do to get the tool back? What have I got to do to get working again? What have I got to do? You remember Jesus smile came to the, to the withered man that was in the temple and how his hand was all withered up? And you know what Jesus come? He said to him, it's kind of a crazy question. Will Thou be made whole. And uh, the man looked up and he said, Stretch forth thine hand. And my, how that Jesus, my, touched him and how that he was restored. You know, the question is, 
Do you want to be revived? Do you want to go to work? Do you want to get something done? Do you want to make progress for God? See, that's the problem is not the hardening of the arteries that gets us. It's the hardening of the attitudes. Amen. My listen, friend, we just want to half-heartedly do what we do. We don't want to show up. We don't want to, we don't want to, uh, and if we do show up, it seems like, my, we show up with half a heart. Amen. Amen. My, the tools of possibility. Man, I think, you know, optimism is a great tool. There's a lot of neg- negativity out there. A lot of chicken littles running around crying the sky's falling. Is there not? One old fellow, you know, talked about two prisoners in jail. And he said one looked out the window and he saw bars. And the other one looked out the window and he saw stars. You can focus on the bars or you can focus on the stars. If, but if you're going to have tools of possibility... One of the tools is optimism. And we ought to have enough belief in God that we can see the stars and that we can get her done. Amen. Amen. Pretty good preaching, isn't it, preacher? My, listen, friend, we need to have some visionaries. We need some people, my, where there is no vision, my, the people perish. And my, you know, it's because of our lack of vision. Walt Disney, you remember Walt? My one, one fellow walked through the, the uh, Magic Kingdom and through Disney World and he looked around and said to his buddy, if only Walt could have seen this. And he said, oh, he's seen it all right. <laughs> he had a vision. We had a vision. I like what one fellow said. He said, you know, the poorest man is not a man without a scent. The poorest man is a man without a dream. Amen. Amen. Oh, I believe, you know, that if we had a vision of lost souls, I believe we could see some souls won for Christ. We need to have a vision. My, listen, friend, of seeing that accomplished, of my praying to that end and working to that end. And we've got a people, my, that has a purpose and that purpose is is to fulfill Christ's work and how that we're to go into all the world and preach this gospel and make disciples of all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Now that's our mission and commission and that's where we're to go forward for Christ. But our great commission has become the great omission. Amen. One fellow, you know, he, he come and cried to the man of God and he said, Alas, Master, for it was borrowed. You know, everything that we are, all power is borrowed power. We didn't get it on our own. 
It come from above. Pilate said, don't you know I have the power to, to release you? And uh, he said, thou couldest had no power except it be given thee from above. Power is given from God. And my, our connection to that power is how that we get our tools back. Amen. These old time revivals. You know, the preacher didn't bring them. These old time revivals, the preacher didn't have a revival in his pocket. He just came to preach the word. He came to be faithful to his calling. His calling was to preach the word. It fell upon the church. Who done the visitation? I think of my grandfather, he pastored four churches. Who done the visitation in those churches? Come on. It wasn't the preacher. Who was it? It was the people. Amen. You get a bunch of people, mine. Listen, friend, you get excited about God, and uh, people, people, there's a fire burning, they're going to come to see it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. My goodness gracious. But you know, this tool, it was in the murky Jordan. It was lost because of neglect. It was lost maybe, perhaps, uh, maybe, I don't know, because of a lack of a connection. But it was lost, and he couldn't get it back on his own and all he could do is cry to God, and you know, that's the way man was. Down, lost, in the murky Jordan. The Jordan spoke of death. It was murky. It wasn't people who didn't understand about death, didn't understand, you know, all about it. But Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection, this axe head speaks of his death, burial, and resurrection. And you know, he had to cut down a tree, a living tree. He said, cut it down. Then he cast it into the water. And when he cast it into the water, the iron did swim. He came and he told the young man, he said, reach forth thy hand and take it. You know, it had to be accepted by faith. Had to be taken by faith. Faith completes the power of connection. Faith reaches out its hand. Faith says, My, I believe that it's coming up. I believe just what the man of God said. I believe that revival is possible. I believe that the church can get going again. Amen. That's the kind of faith we need. You got it? You got it? You think, man, we're bad off. You ought to look around and see a lot of these other little churches that's about to close their doors. Actually, we aren't doing that bad at all when you consider that it could be a whole lot better. Amen. I don't think we should ever, I don't think a pastor should be, ever be satisfied with his church. I think that's part of the problem is we get self-satisfied and we can't have improvement as long as we're satisfied with the status quo. As long as we say, well, you know, 
we're really, we're really not all that bad. Well, could we be better? Could our prayer life be better? Could, we, could our witness be better? Last Sunday morning, I preached on being born again. Went down to Terry's house, and I went in, knocked on the door, and Bill come in and set the table. I said, I want to know what you think about my sermon. He just looked at me. I said, about being born again. What do you think about being born again? And it started right there. And that's exactly what he needed to hear. Amen. That good old boy religion, just don't cut the mustard with God. You must be born again. Now, I preached that message. I took it to somebody. You ought to, you ought to take it to somebody too. You ought to be like the fella that reached forth his hand my, to take the axe out of the water. These people that's lost, that are going to hell, that's in the river of death, they're lost, they're out of sight, they're out of reach of human, but they're not out of the reach of mercy of God. Amen? It can be done. Tess and I was talking this morning. We had a revival here. One spring, we had eight souls saved. We had a revival that fall. We had another eight souls saved. We had in between those revivals in the summer, we had seven or eight souls that were saved. In that one year in the church, we had 23, 24 Souls that was saved. Now that's, man. I held a revival up to Ball's Chapel one time. Up on the top of the hill. And was it Ball's Chapel? And anyway, uh, the, one of the elders told me, said, uh, well, said, preacher. She, he said, I don't mean to discourage you. But he said, we haven't had a soul saved in this church for 10 years. 10 years. We had 23, 24 in one year. That's a pretty big blessing, isn't it? That shows you what God can do. Now, God did that. We didn't do that. God did it. And he's, he's what the possibility is all about, is the connection with him. And it's If we get connected and fully connected, man, look what we could do for God. Amen? The problem is, they talk about the do-nothing Democrats. The problem is, a lot of times, is the do-nothing Christians. When the work stops, they just want to stop. Well, let's take a vacation. Let's have a resort. Let's uh, let's just uh, let's just let's just take take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. We've got plenty of time to get people saved. Take the holy day and make a holiday out of it. Amen. Now something wrong in it. Something wrong. Something wrong. 
Well, I think that we can have revival first before you can first before you can get people saved. You got to get the church right. They had to get back to work. The work stopped. He reached down his hand, he took it, and he went with it. The work went on, and I hope and pray that my there'll always be somebody to carry on the ministry and work in this place. Amen. We've got a good bunch of workers here. We actually do. You start counting them, and we've got a good bunch of workers in this church. Some people got different ideas. I, I, I don't know where they get their ideas. <laughs> but they, they just not they just not compatible with, and then they want to quit because not everybody's got their idea. We've got to have, we, 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 we first go to the man of God. They went to the man of God and they said, you know, that's, 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 you know, what do you think about it? Well, he said, go. And then they said, well, why don't you go with us? We'd like to have you along. And he said, well, yeah, I'll go. But listen, friend, before you can go, you got to be invited, right? Amen? And we all got to get on the same page. There was a problem, you know, before this ever happened. They was just, everybody bumping elbows, and it, there was a need, but it didn't get done until somebody said, well, let's do it. Amen. I'm glad about 150 years ago somebody said, let's build a church up on Oak Hill. Somebody had an idea. And look how far it's come. Hey, somebody had a vision. Amen. Somebody wanted to worship God. Somebody said, there's a need. And there is a need. Just like I said about Z Warner Church, look at all the salt all the good people that come out of that church. And I was talking about people my age that I grew up with, you know, the, the, uh, the Matt Smiths and the Randy Rollison and people like that. And You know, that's, that's a wonderful thing when you begin to think about it. Did you get anything out of it? All right, let's stand. Let's get us a number of songs. Come on, Lenny. What do you got? It's probably the one that went on about six weeks. Yeah. And it was in the middle of the winter time. And they told me that they walked the hill in the snow. Nobody could drive to the top of the hill. And they went on for six weeks. And they said every night, said they look forward to coming back the next night. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'd like to have a revival like that. Yeah. Sure. Had a hunger 